Set your phasers to sexy Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of True North Nerds. This week, we take on the Falcon and Winter Soldier, because we're just that damn tough. (laughs) 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 But uh, before we get into that, we have Ryan. Hello. We have Kevin. Hi. And we have Jen. Hi. So, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping before we go into the news. Uh, We are going to cover the Snyder Cut, but the damn thing is four hours long. And everybody else isn't as dedicated as I am to watching it and have more of a life than I do. So they haven't (laughs) watched it yet. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, so we we are going to get to it next episode, but we it, it just it's with everything going on this week and with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was just hard to do it this week as well, especially since it's four hours long. Yeah, yeah. see, when you say that, that's what makes me really not want to watch it too much. Oh. It's like, oh god, four hours. But although, I'll give although, it a shot. Uh, we should. Uh, I, I should mention somebody posted up a meme of what movie would you put into a four hour version? And a lot of people are expanding movies and I'm like the Hobbit. I take all the Hobbit movies and just put it into a four hour movie. and be <laughs> done with it. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, it did not need three movies. It needed one yeah. really no longer than three hours, but four is fine. Uh, that was my little rant on The Hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) I like the Hobbit movies. I like them, but there's no need for three of them. No, I mean, that being said, I haven't watched them since they came out originally, so. Yeah. Like, they were okay. (laughs) So, Ryan, what's in the this week? Not a hell of a lot. No, it's fairly quiet out there. Yep. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, oh, for you uh, Jim Carrey fans, Ace Venture 3 is in the works at Amazon Studios. Ugh. Uh, it sounds like the maybe the guys that were that wrote uh, Sonic are working on it. Okay. Well, he, hmm. Jim Carrey worked with them, right? Maybe that then and on that movie, so maybe that's why they're uh, the pairing. Yeah, I'm just like to does, really does, enjoy working on that one. So does the world need an Ace Ventura three? No. Yes. It I think need an this, Ace Ventura this, one. At this time in this you know in, in 2020, what year are we in a one? <laughs> we need you know that's the hero we deserve. The hero we need. Oh, I don't know. I think maybe deserve is right because it's idiotic like the rest of the world right now. Uh, and we can do some idiotic humor right now. I don't know. It, it's the last time it, uh, Jim Carrey tried to pull one of these off. It was uh, the sequel to Dumb and Dumber, and that did not uh, go very well. Yeah, I was never a fan of that first movie, really, anyway. So I didn't see the second one. 
or the one in between that was supposed to be a prequel one either. There were that many Dumb and Dumber movies? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah well, the prequel came about due to uh, the the sequel falling apart at the time. So, and it doesn't it doesn't have Jim Carrey in it, no, or or Jeff it, Daniels. Or Jeff Daniels. That's who's in it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, and uh, anybody that was looking forward to playing that new game Gotham Knights, well, you're gonna have to be patient. It's been pushed back to 2022. Mm. Hopefully, this means though that uh, if there's any bugs, you know, anything like that, it'll be more of a finished game, a complete game when it comes out, and it won't be uh, any more buggy game. I really hope that uh, game publishers take a lesson from Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, even that one, they delayed it and still put it out and it was buggy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to the point just, where the PlayStation Store took it out of their store and offered refunds. Yeah. I remember the last, I think it was, I'm sure it was the last Batman game that came out. The one where you could drive um, the Batmobile around. Yeah. When it first released, it was it had issues. I think relating to driving the Batmobile, if memory serves me. And they finally fixed it. You know, eventually they fixed it. It's a decent Batman game, but uh, that's the problem with a lot of games lately. You know, I guess there's always that big push to get it out by a certain date, and it's usually like, let's get the money and then we'll you know, we'll ship it and then fix it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going around that, like, basically something has to change in the video game industry soon, or they're going to, the games are becoming too big and too expensive and being rushed out to market too fast. Like, something's got to give, and at some point, like, you hear the stories of what they call, like, Crunch. uh, crunch time and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's that's going to stop at some point. There, there's going to be... A reckoning. Yeah, and it's going to cause a major disruption. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I didn't know about this one. So I don't know if you guys did or not, but uh, it has been confirmed. Production is officially underway on Disney Plus's upcoming live-action slash animated uh, feature... Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's live action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What part is live action? Well, the people live the action, world. much as like Lion King was live action, I think. Or it'll be hybrid. Like the the animal characters will be CGI and they will interact with the real world and real people. Oh, but the whole point is that they don't interact with people. They're, no. They got people. their own little rodent world. Before yeah, but they still it. use human things to build their pro- their machines and their gadgets yeah. and stuff, right? So maybe that stuff. So it's maybe it's, you know it'll be animated chipmunks, but like a real tree. Oh, okay. And yeah, I real hope that's the way. Tools. It'd be awful if they have like the child who is like their human person, and I'm like, uh, no, that's not the whole point. I don't. Know. I didn't even know this was being made, so I saw that it was being made. So. It's got some big name people in it too, doesn't it? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, so Chip and Dale, so this is where the real break from the standard Chip and Dale is going to be, is they are voiced by John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. That's what I heard. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that's not a bad. That's not bad casting. Oh, I, uh, I'm I'm all in for that. I I think that's if you're not going to do the traditional voice work, that I, I think that works. 
I had a real strong dislike of Andy Samberg until I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and now I kind of like him. <laughs> I'm I'm curious who plays the other characters, but we'll I guess we'll find out later. Uh oh, some more Disney news. Uh their CEO, Bob Chapek, has announced that Disneyland theme park will officially reopen on April 30th. Mm-hmm. It will be limited capacity. I think I read something even like only like 10,000 no it wasn't 10,000 guests. It was 10,000 cast 10, members were being brought back. Yeah. I think they're lip, capping capacity at 10%. Yeah. And this is the big one. Only California residents are allowed. Ooh, hmm. interesting. Yeah. So no out-of-state guests are allowed to the parks yet. This is like... Uh, it kind of irks me because it's like, well, the time that I would want to go to one of these theme parks is when there's only 10% capacity allowed <laughs> because I don't like crowds. Mm-hmm. But it's also the time where I absolutely do not want to go because pandemic and mm-hmm. I can't. Yep. So it's it's frustrating. It's like, mm, they should re- have regular like 10% capacity days for everybody. Yeah, except that's not how they make money. I know. If they did that, they'd have to raise those ticket prices by <laughs> by like eighty percent. And then I still wouldn't be able to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I found this one was I heard this on the radio and it made it made me shake my head. Uh, okay, everybody, guess what the new number one all time box office movie is? Uh, it's Avatar. It's Avatar. Yeah, Wasn't Avatar it has that? officially no because it was Endgame. Oh. It was Avatar, then it was Endgame, and now Avatar is past Endgame again because it has been recently re-released in the Chinese market. Oh. And uh, so it boosted its numbers up again, so it passed Endgame again. Okay. <laughs> Until Endgame gets a re-release. And... Yeah. So I only saw Avatar one time. And, I mean, it was when it first came out in theaters, so my memory's very foggy. But I didn't really remember it being that great a movie. It, it was, was more the, of the... It's, it's entertaining. Yeah, it, it was more, at the time, the, the 3D aspect of it was incredibly well done. Like, oh, yeah. nobody's really managed to do it since. Yeah, I didn't even like, get so to see it in 3D. So you went to the theater for the experience of it. Watching it at home loses a lot to it. Um, I, I still like the world that they built, though, myself. So I'm looking forward to the sequels. It's just it's too bad it's taken so long for them. My enthusiasm well, has, has waned. But uh, I'll still, I want to see them. Yeah, I mean, I'll go see it. I just, I don't understand the excitement, like the, the like, diehard excitement over it. But, I mean, it's maybe because it's not my thing. I also I didn't get to see it. I don't know if, in... there's any, if there is any real diehard excitement, excitement now. No? Definitely. It's one of these movies that when it comes back out in theaters, because it's so well done in 3D, you can go see it in 3D or in IMAX and Uh, really get, you know, get a good show. mm -hmm. I didn't see it in 3D, so maybe that's my problem. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, it, it is your, it's really one of those very basic generic stories. Act, yeah, that's like, why I was like, it's nothing. I could think of like a dozen movies that I would rather go and see than it. Yeah, but th- the 3D aspect was so well done at the time. Mm-hmm. Like when Jim Cameron gets behind like a technology thing, 
when it comes to movies, he gets behind it. <laughs> like he he will work on inventing a camera that will do exactly what he wants it to do. And that's part of, like Avatar itself took years to go into production. Like I, I remember hearing stories about it. Uh, I want to say after True Lies, like that he he's had this idea in his head that long, but it took a, a long time for technology to catch up with his vision. Mm. It was the the two big things on his plate for the longest time. After, just before Titanic, uh, he started Titanic, and after Titanic were Avatar and uh, Battle Angel Alita because he had the the rights to that. Mm-hmm. So and he ended up choosing to do Avatar and sort of pass the director baton of Alita over to Robert Rodriguez and instead did the the producing on that film instead. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's uh, I, it's more is really is it going to be the worldwide market for this film going to be interested <laughs> oh, probably. Well, that's where he's made a lot of the money since, right? He's been on the on the international market. Oh, yeah. It was it, huge in China, so. Yeah. It still uh, is big in China. Well, Avatar was the, the film that really broke that Chinese film market wide mm-hmm. open for, like, Western films. Yeah. So, we shall see. Uh, and another classic film. We're going to get an anniversary cut. This one is of Rocky Five. Mm-hmm. I thought it was four. Nope. nope. It, <clears throat> they're doing five. I didn't even know there were five Rocky movies. I'm pretty sure well, that's what six. I read, unless they show, unless they had the typo in the article. Oh, that I didn't look at it too closely. I just thought it was because five is a terrible film. I know. <laughs> that's why I thought it was odd too. But willingly, like four is good, and Rocky Balboa is really good. But five. Let me, okay. let me let me double check. No, it's four. Are you sure? We're going on. Aren't we going on the the thing that uh, our listener Rex set, sent us? Uh, yeah, I saw that. But uh, yeah, Rocky thirty fifth anniversary Rocky four recut IV four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking at my notes, so it said I have a V. I must have missed typing. My computer was acting up when I was typing, so I'll blame my computer. Good. I'd rather it be an anniversary of Rocky Four than Rocky Five. <laughs> and then uh, the, the last little bit of news that I've got, this was an interesting one that uh, you brought up to me this week, Brent. Um, so we've got some Disney Plus release announcements. Mm. We will be getting the animated section from Star Wars The Holiday Special, uh, along with the animated Ewoks series and the two live-action films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Jendi Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars shorts are going on Disney Plus as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if they're they're going to be presented how they were originally were with like the the I want to say they're like what five minute segments less than that. Yes. Yeah, five minute shorts. Or if like the DVD pre- presentation where you could 
watch them without the the title sequences and watch it essentially as kind of like a long movie. Oh, I don't like, know. I think it, I think the season one is like an hour. Yeah, something like that. I've got that first uh, season on DVD. Yeah, I got both of them. There wasn't they were the cool second season the had longer episodes too, didn't it? The second one. I want to say so. Yes, but I it, think it it's been so minutes. long since I I looked at them. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, but no, I look I look forward to rewatching those uh, live action Ewok movies. Oh, me too. I have Caravan of me- Courage. I have fond memories of those movies. Uh, like I really really enjoyed them. Now I have yeah. no idea if that's going to hold out. But their expectations paddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have watched them within the last list? five years. Were they part of your list, uh, yes, Kevin? They were, because they uh, were part of Star Wars. Uh, it, so it makes sense. I just hadn't even thought that you would have watched them, but yeah, okay. So my childhood is going to be ruined if I rewatch them? Um, I will say they are not bad movies, but for movies that are aimed at younger family audiences, they are quite dark. Well, yeah, oh, but yeah. so were most movies in the 80s aimed for children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to Oz, Kevin? Neverending oh. Story, Secret of Nim, Black oh. Cauldron. <laughs> There's a lot of um, family murder in uh, the at Ewok movies. Especially the second one. Mm-hmm. When the whole family gets murdered. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. <laughs> and let's not forget the acting genius that is Wilford Brimley. Yep. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to diving into those. I haven't done it in a while like i i think i did it in in my early 20s because they the two ewok movies did get a dvd release Mm -hmm. it it was very brief and very quick but they did and i think somebody i lived with had it and we sat down and watched them probably drunk though given that time period so probably (laughs) but the uh i i'm also looking forward to if they're doing this that means at some point droids is going to hit uh disney plus mm. i want to do a bit of a dive into that yeah we're gonna have to do a review episodes of those two movies and uh, if droids comes out that too again for your expectations <laughs> <laughs> i didn't really hey. like droids when i was a kid but those two movies i loved them it has a great theme song it does yes. It does. By Stuart Copeland of the police. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will say that I do like the droid series better than the Ewoks series. Mm. But uh, I can see why they've been in the vault for a while. (laughs) I I remember. uh, On account of all the family murder. (laughs) At Toronto Comic Con. Uh, I was I wasn't even hosting at this point stuff, but it was a panel with Paul Dini, and somebody asked him who came up with the words for the Ewok theme song, and I just remember him just like sighing and like ah oh, this again because <laughs> I guess he got asked it at least at that time got asked it about it a lot for mm. whatever reason. But he, I think he worked on both shows. I want to say him and uh, worked on 
Ewoks and maybe droids too, because that, that was part of how they knew each other before Batman, the animated series. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a ridiculous theme song, the Ewok one. I don't remember the droid one. <laughs> the droids one was more of a rock and roll kind of theme. Yeah. Slipping softly in the danger zone. <laughs> da, 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 da. We're in. It sounds like again. a rejected police song, is what trouble it sounds again. like. Yeah. And the Ewoks wanted just. We're we the are e- the e- e- Ewoks. And we live on the forest moon. <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah. They're <laughs> the spirits of the forest floor. Ah. That. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was, uh, was a part of my childhood, yes. He. All right, you got anything else there, Ryan? Oh, that's it for my news list this week. Anybody else got any news to share? I don't really have any news. Uh, no, this there's, there's not a lot going on out there. Uh, just like there's little tidbits here and there. Like uh, apparently Connor Hawk, uh, Green Arrow number two, is reappearing in the comics coming up. Specifically, Ooh. he's going to show up uh, fighting Damien. Interesting. Yeah, uh, because he kind of went MIA when the new 52 happened. But now with the new DC status quo of everything happened, everything <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, I guess if you wanted it to happen this week, sure, it happened. If you don't, then it didn't happen. Pretty much. <laughs> now, was Connor Green Arrow's son? Yes. But okay. not with Black Canary. No, no, no. I it, saw well, it, comics because he appeared in the the TV show too, didn't he? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. I saw a, a. I don't know how old it was. Maybe it was from a long time ago. But a, a tweet or something that Ryan Reynolds finally watched uh, Green Lantern. He never yes. sat down and watched the whole movie. That was earlier this week. Yes. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> And he was saying, it wasn't a terrible movie, but it's much better enjoyed with a bottle of aviation gin. Because he has to plug his company. Yep. Mm-hmm. I um, I saw that movie at the drive-in. Uh, and when seen as part of, a, of a, um, a double feature with The Hangover Part 2. Oh, yeah, that's uh, when we saw it, too. Green Lantern is a fantastic film. Oh, yeah. yeah we left but... halfway through The Hangover Part 2. Um, I, I honestly think it was an okay movie. Yeah. It, it had issues that, you know, DC just at the time didn't really have any game plans. So they just kind of threw stuff at the wall. But unfortunately, they ch- kind of tried to throw everything at the wall mm-hmm. in one movie and see what stuck. But that's not how movies work. You throw one thing, maybe two things, and see if it sticks. And then whatever sticks, then you use that for the the basis of the sequel to make sure you keep going. Uh. Yeah. I didn't, honestly, I didn't mind the Green Lantern movie, but I think it's mostly because I'm such a big fan of Ryan Reynolds. There is some decent dialogue in it. Like that one that you like, Jen. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) my favorite part of the whole movie where, um, when Ryan Reynolds as a Green Lantern shows up to, is it Blake Lively who's his, the, the love interest? Yes, it yeah. is. And he just shows up at, at her window 
And she's like, Hal, I know it's you. And he's like, what do you mean? It's Green Lantern. He's like, she's like, come on, I've known you your whole life. You can't just cover your cheekbones and expect that I won't recognize you. Exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice moment. Oh, I love that part. <laughs> and apparently, now, not to get into it too much because we'll we'll get back to it in the in our next episode, they almost got him back to be Green Lantern in the the original cut of Justice League. But it just kind of like the timing didn't work out for him to do a cameo. Huh. Yeah, the, 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 or so says the the current story. Now there's so many stories about that film floating around at this point. Who knows? <laughs> but but you know what is, we are covering this week is What's we're covering that? the. First episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier series from Disney Plus. Um, a lot of setup this this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some nice action scenes. I did like the um, the aerial fight scenes with Falcon and Batroc the Leaper at the beginning. Yeah. Into yeah, those were those were pretty cool. Pretty awesome looking um, um, setup. Um, but the fact that our two lead characters don't even interact with each other in the first episode was a little no. surprise. <laughs> yeah. I, I am assuming we get to that quickly. Like within the next episode, they start working with one another. I would well, now that they, well, now that they've announced a new Captain America, I can very much see the two of them both running into each other when, you know, because I can't imagine either one of them are happy about it. No. no. Oh, I that felt so would... bad for Sam when that happened. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, I remember reading now, he did an interview about it a, a month ago, Anthony Mackey, where he said, like, part of this series is really going to deal with race. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is definitely part of that part of the storyline. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah. as an old school comic geek, the seeds that they're they're throwing in to the series already kind of interest me because it's they're sort of taking a bit from basically two big Captain America storylines. One was obviously the the death of Captain America and Falcon becoming Captain America. That like that sort of through way uh-huh. they're taking some from. But for older readers like Kevin and I, they're taking a good chunk out of Mark Grunewald's run from the 80s when mm-hmm. he quit the series or quit the the role. Because John Walker's the guy we see in the suit at the end of the movie. With I don't know. Sidebar, I don't know who approved that particular shot of Wyatt Russell in the suit where it looks like he has, like, a prosthetic gummy chin. <laughs> the, the one that's making all the meme rounds right now of, like, when you order Captain America from Wish and stuff <laughs> like that. I, I, like, I have seen Wyatt Russell in other movies. His mother is Goldie Hawn. His dad is Kurt Russell. The dude is a handsome man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that one shot failed him so utterly and completely. Yeah, he, he didn't say a word in that final shot. 
and yet he just has a face you want to slap. Yeah. Pretty sure that was the whole point. <laughs> Could be. Well, because I'm assuming the audience is supposed to be cheering for uh, Sam being Captain America because, you know, Steve Rogers gave him the shield and, you know, he's feeling this whole like imposter syndrome where he doesn't actually feel like he can be Captain America, which is why he donates the shield to the Smithsonian. And then seeing this other guy step up like the whole audience reaction is supposed to be. That's not Captain America. Sam is Captain America. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't know it yet. What a dick move of the Smithsonian to be yeah. like, oh, thanks, you did the right thing turning it in so we can put it, preserve it and put it on display for the world and everybody. And give it to another oh, white guy. Five minutes later, hey, you, you, you look, you're a buff white guy. Here, yeah. have this. You'll be Captain America now. Yeah, exactly. I like the, the flag smasher stuff, too. Yep. Mm. Oh, I like Sam's buddy. I hope he doesn't die. He's cute. The man who he, whose son he murdered? No, no, no the uh, the Sam's other buddy. guy. Sam's buddy. The soldier. I learned from watching a Nerdist video, I think, that he, when Sam became Captain America, that guy became Falcon. Oh, oh cool. is that who it's supposed to be? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't read a huge amount of that run, so. The, uh, yeah, he was, uh, I think he's like at least part Native American, and he was imbued with some kind of falcon spirit. Okay. That's kind of cool. So that so means he's probably not going to die. Yay! Yeah, so they're MCUing it a little bit. Exactly. Changing it. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, overall, a good first episode. Oh, yeah. for sure. I'm intrigued, and I want to see more. I just wished that, uh, that, that our two heroes would have gotten together. Yeah, I was telling Brent after we watched it, it did not grab me the same way that WandaVision did the first episode. I'm interested, definitely. I don't think I'm quite as, like, edge of my seat waiting for the next episode as I was with WandaVision, but I definitely want to keep watching. Oh, but I'm sure. also I'm also more of the magic side of things for any kind of comic or or sci-fi like you know like star wars i like the jedi mcu i like the magic users so i think that's probably why wandavision also intrigued me a little bit more than this right but i still really want to keep watching it i, I really want to see how it goes well wandavision is just weird too right yeah and I like so that. the setup of wandavision was so out of left field that i needed to watch more to find out what was going on like i i had to know Mm -hmm. um, whereas this is, seems more traditional MCU. This is this is like if uh, almost it has the same feeling to me as Winter Soldier. That kind of uh, you know we're gonna do superhero spy stuff with this. Yeah. And I think I think that is a very calculated and good idea on Disney's part because mm -hmm. there was a bunch of people. Now I don't agree with them. But a bunch of people who didn't really get into WandaVision like we did. And it's just, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just their particular tastes and vice yeah. versa. This is yet another way of providing something in that universe so everybody gets something. If you didn't like WandaVision you and wanted more action and stuff blowing up, you're going to get this show. But at the same time, you really get the feeling that we're going to... We're definitely going to get 
a good look at what Anthony Mackie can do as an actor and in this role. Uh. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to that. We watched uh, the episode of Hot Ones with Anthony Mackie, and I really knew absolutely nothing about him outside of his role as Falcon. Um, and I really liked that interview because, you, you mean, you really got to see he, he really went into like his acting and his his philosophy as an actor. And I really enjoyed hearing him. I like that show because it really they do such good interview questions that you really kind of get a feeling for these people as people and not just the characters that they portray. So I guess that's my plug for watching the uh, episode of Hot Ones with Anthony Mackie. <laughs> but I, I'm really intrigued to see. I'm intrigued to see how he's going to uh, keep developing Sam from basically the secondary character to a main character. Mm. I loved one of my favorite things was the relationship between Sam and his sister. I loved how Sam sort of gets off on the attention he gets from being an Avenger. And his sister's like, oh, just shut up with your stupid Avenger (laughs) self. You know. I'm the one who's had to carry the burden of this family for the last five years. Yes, so you helped save the universe. I don't care. Shut the F up. Uh, Let me just do things my way. Yeah. At times I wondered if she realized that Sam blinked out too. Because she kept referencing, you know, you were off fighting space people for five years. No, no, he he was gone for five years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that was before he was talk- she was talking about <clears throat> what she he was doing before the blip. I'm not sure. Even if you know, either way, she was she was running oh, no. the family for five years, and yep. uh, he uh, he wasn't around. And for him to to show up and be like, "I'm an Avenger. I know what's going on. I can get us alone," um, and and not realizing that lone. Uh, requirements have changed since he's been gone for five years. Well, I think that, also that 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 scene was all about racism too. When it comes to banking, yeah. that you bothered know? me because I was like, well, you know, he's not the only person who blipped out for five years. What do you mean you have a don't you need proof of income for the past five years? Like, come on, he wasn't yeah. the only person who disappeared. Like half of the world did. You think that the banks would have made allowances for that? Although, you know, he he was an on-the-run criminal for, like, two years. There is that, too. Oh, yes, yeah. it, that's a, that's the They didn't bring it up in that, but, like, before the blip, he was on the run with Captain America and mm-hmm. everybody, and his whole crew, right? Yep, so he was a wanted man. They, he, at the very least, he doesn't have an income for those two years. I like also thought crime has been pardoned. He has no income for for that period either. I thought it was interesting too that Avengers don't make a salary. Yeah, I was thinking um, that too. Like because the- in the comics there were storylines where like back in the sixties, seventies, where Spider Man tried to join the Avengers just because he knew that they made a thousand dollars a week uh, salary. Aww. I love Spider Man. <laughs> That's also come and gone over the years, though. Like yeah. it, it's some, it depends on who's writing it and the current Marvel mandate. Like, because I also remember the period where Steve Rogers is making a living as a cartoonist. Yes, he's a graphic artist, right? Yeah. So. Then, but even even if he didn't make an, an income, like I mean, that whole part where he's 
flying through the air to save that guy. Like, what did he do that pro bono or is the or is the no? Uh, well, he's got an him? income now. He just yeah. didn't From have a contract. Stuff, right? He's got a bunch of military contracts apparently. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know a hell of a lot about banking, but I'm sure that would have been taken into consideration. If if you are a financial expert listening to our show, let us know whether you would have legitimately given him a loan or not. Yeah. <laughs> now, but, have to, I'm surprised that he that the Avengers aren't given a salary. Considers the they have a whole Avengers initiative there, like all those buildings and all those people working there, they're all getting paid. Someone's paying for all that stuff. Yeah, is that so now scored though? I was going to say originally it was an offshoot of, of Shield, which was a government agency, right? And then Shield, when Shield went under, who was financing it? I would have assumed that Stark. Yeah, that's what I. In the comics, too. again, this is my old school comics knowledge. The Avengers were funded by the Maria Stark Foundation. Yeah. The Avengers Mansion, which I don't think they've used since no. Avengers disassembled, was was the was the Stark Mansion. Um, originally, that was donated to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't. And I think know. more recently, at one point, <laughs> the merchandise sales from Deadpool joining the Avengers team was funding the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> in that uh, in that newer run when they had the half mutants, half Avengers, and yet Bucky has who has been a Russian super assassin for the last 80 years has enough money to rent an apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah. And see a therapist. Well, that was government mandated. I assume that that was, but still, yeah. Well, they said it was part of his pardon, wasn't it? Yeah. It was part of his deal. Yep. And you know, the, uh, the money that he's getting, not that it would be able to afford an apartment in New York anywhere, but I'm sure he's getting some sort of military pension. Because yes. he was a World War II soldier, right? So that's true. And maybe, <laughs> maybe because he didn't claim it for so long, it like interest grew on it or something. Oh, like but that he was of also declared, He was also <laughs> declared dead. Oh, yeah. true. Oh, that. Well, think about the amount of paperwork he would have had to go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like when she asked him how old he is. He's like 106, and she's like, "Ha ha ha! You're funny." He's like, not, not, I'm, I'm, like, in the look, he's like, yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was totally a joke. Haha. <laughs> that date oh. did not go well. No, no. But well, when they did laugh halfway through it, yeah. <laughs> when I'm they not... did the re- the reveal that the 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 guy's son was the kid that he shot, I was so upset. I'm like, oh. How is he going to break it to that poor old man? There's a well, lot that's of why he's friends with the old man, right? He yeah. said part of, his, part of his atonement was apologizing to all the people he wronged. So he's gotten to know the guy. I assumed at first that he was somebody he might have known during the war. That's maybe, what I thought, too. But then when we found out the other, oh, man. Yeah, because I thought it would. I thought it might be the um, – there. Or there's one of the Howling Commandos in – Captain America that uh, that I believe is Asian. Uh, Ed would be able to correct me on this, but I think there was like an Asian actor in there because it, it's one of those things that they've been sort of suggesting like he's still around, like his son works for S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that yeah. at some point. 
So, like, I thought, oh, maybe that's who it's supposed to be because he, you don't want to cover the the original actor in like a ton of prosthetics. Yeah. In order to get that look, you just find somebody who's older. And right. like, granted, he also would have been like a hundred and six. So yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, no, it's just somebody whose son he murdered. Do you think that his his uh, um the thing that he's doing, his forgiveness is going to be being friends with this guy until he passes away. Or do you think he's actually going like Bucky's actually going to tell him that he murdered, he was the one who murdered his son. I do not know. Part of me, part of me thinks he get this, this old guy accidentally ends up being killed himself due to something going on with Bucky. (laughs) You said doo doo. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin is stealing my lines. So in terms of where the series is going, uh, Batrock the Leaper lives yet again. Mm. GSP being one of the few villain actors in the MCU who will be able to pull a repeated paycheck. (laughs) Um, So one of the things that goes back to that Mark Grunewald storyline, when we saw that one guy who's part of the Flag Smashers who kicked the the guy into the lamppost and it kind of bent a little bit, Mm-hmm. Like who obviously has augmented strength and maybe a, a little bit on long, the lines of Cap and everybody else. So I turned to Jenna. I'm like, I wonder if they're bringing in the power broker into this. Who was I went, during, that's a stupid name. Sir, during that storyline, I think he was introduced before that. He is a character who could augment physically fit people into more super powered versions of themselves. So which included John Walker, who becomes Captain America in that Mm storyline later U S agent and Battlestar, who was the partner character of that Captain America. Is that where, um, where D man came from too? I want to say yes. I'm not positive, but I, it wouldn't surprise me because he was in that era. Right. Yeah. So the interesting thing is I didn't realize it until I got a posting this morning on Facebook. Those images in the credits, there's one that has like power broker is watching like in kind of like a ripped poster kind of motif and a vial of what looks kind of like the super soldier serum vials from the first cap movie. Mm. So, there's one possible tidbit. The other is there is a picture of what looks to be a file. And the the picture is of actor, oh, what's his name? Carl Lumbly, who has been in, he's been in a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. For our listeners would most recognize his voice because he's the, the voice of Martian Manhunter in the Justice League cartoon in Justice League Unlimited. But he he's been a working actor for a while, and he we knew he was cast in the show. But the th- working theory is, due to his age, is that he is playing a version of Isaiah Bradley from the oh. Captain America Truth comic. Because where, we have, are there aren't there rumors that Patriot will be showing if, up in here? Like this is another show that's going to be seeding Young Avengers. Yes. And and if like what Anthony Mackie was saying, 
that the show deals with race, having the the story behind truth was that before they experimented on Steve Rogers, they the military kind of experimented on a bunch of black soldiers that they didn't really care about. So um, that would kind of fit the narrative of the show. And and be honestly, right now, due to the world and stuff, not a bad story to kind of take a look at. Is Ms. Marvel supposed to show up in the show? I do not believe so. But But Sharon Carter is. Yeah, Sharon Carter is going to be one of our main female characters. I was surprised to see... um, Rhodey in the first episode and I don't know if we're going to see him again or if we're going to see him in armor but it was nice it was a nice surprise to see him mm. it fit too like yeah. it, it wasn't out of place like oh here's one of the other guys from the movie it was like his, his character should have been there yeah it made sense I thought that they were going like he was going to go to uh, he was going to Steve's, Steve Rogers funeral when he was like putting on a black suit and putting the she- the shield in a case and well I'm, I I'm glad it wasn't they haven't explicitly said but I think the idea is supposed to be that Steve has been declared dead oh yeah I think that, as far as the world knows he, he he was sacrificed himself yeah yeah the, and the body for whatever reason cannot be found that gives you know that way, elderly Steve doesn't have to put up report with reporters and yeah. <laughs> on his lawn all the time. Well, because yeah. he was in the, in Spider Man, they had Captain America as part of the in memoriam, right? In, in the opening there with the doing that the 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 school news mm. of the heroes that they hadn't uh, that they haven't seen since. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Hmm. When it comes to timeline, this show is set farther after Endgame than WandaVision is, isn't it? I don't it, honestly know. When it feels, it feels like they wouldn't have – WandaVision was specifically shown to be three weeks after the events of Endgame. Yeah, so this one they said it was a couple, it's been a couple of months. Right. And I don't know how long a time period uh, WandaVision took place over. Like, was it? I think it was just days. A couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And, and like, think of all the stuff that we know is part of this, like, that they've officially announced that we haven't gotten to yet. Like, Baron Zemo, for instance. Yeah. Mm. See, he didn't make an appearance on this. Um, It's going to be... It's going to be an interesting show. I'm I'm yeah. very curious to see where it goes. And like I said, it's nice that it's going to be very different than WandaVision. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be. I, so it looks like it's going to be like we were saying, more intrigue than um, mystery. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> but like I say, it's more spy thriller than uh, yeah, mystic mm. mystery. Yeah. So. We will we will continue to watch the show because Lord knows nothing else new is really popping up. 
true. Well, that's not com- well, not completely true. We are by the time this show comes out, we're just over a month away from Black Widow supposedly hitting theaters. Yeah. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Will that happen? Well, mm. I don't know if any. Uh, how are the theaters in the states sitting right now? Are they uh, opening? I think some of them are. Probably in some some states. Like, everything's open in Texas now, right? So that's yeah true. They just decided they were bored of the pandemic and stopped. Yeah. Because that's how they got, you get they, rid it, of it snowed. That means it's over. Yeah. <laughs> The snow took care of it all, right? That's how it works. Yeah, well. Um, wait till they have their UFC fight there. That's going to really shove uh, it out. <laughs> They're having a full capacity stadium oh, indoors. The... Not even the baseball stadium where it's outside. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Hey, in the next week, I think it's next week, we get Godzilla versus Kong. True. True. It's a good couple of weeks right now. Like considering Mm. Snyder Cut, we get uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, Godzilla King Kong, Invincible, all within a week of each other, really. Oh, I'm looking forward to Invincible. As long as it doesn't go further than what how I'm reading it. Like (laughs) I either gonna have to speed up my reading or I'm gonna have to stop watching it until What trade are you up to now? Uh, I think I'm on four of the, the big volumes. Oh, okay. Have you had, so you haven't gotten in the books that I've loaned Brent yet? Nope. Okay. And, you know, if you really want to double down, who knows, the black and white version of uh, Snyder Cut might be out by then, too. Ugh. Oh, are they doing a black and white version? That's oh, what I heard. yeah. So I it's the today. pretentious version. Well, apparently, according to Zack Snyder, that was his part of his original vision was that it was going to be in black and white because, you know, the first two movies he did that series were in in color. But uh, yeah, so uh, apparently it's been confirmed today that uh, the it's entitled Justice League. Justice is gray. Oh, no date's been given yet, but uh, Mm. Oh, and for those of you who haven't watched it yet, but when you do go to watch it, yes, it is in a weird aspect ratio. Is it? Yeah, yep. it's not. It's not widescreen. Oh, it has. It'll leave uh, two small bars on either, like black bars on either side of your screen. It was originally. It's due to the fact that it was footage that they were going to use for IMAX. Oh, yeah. And I guess he still hopes one day he'll be able to release it in IMAX, which, okay, sure. But couldn't we have made uh, two different versions of it then? You know, (laughs) make it widescreen for regular TVs for a bit and then then put it out in the IMAX ratio when it's in IMAX? Yeah. Well... Warner Brothers probably is like, well, hey, we've already dropped how much money on this movie now? Yeah. Just put out something. Yeah. Well, Make those how, fanboys how long happy. until the sequel demands start pumping? Ugh. Hey, like, for better or for worse, fans of this idea got this movie done. 
That is yeah. true. And if they get behind it again like they did the first time, and if all of these people subscribe to HBO Max in the States, mm-hmm. you know, there's the possibility maybe they'll consider it. Yeah, but hasn't he said that he's done? Yeah, but uh, what is it we always say on this show, Ryan? Dump about truck full of money. Of money. Uh, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. <laughs> it's, it, can, it can change people's minds sometimes. I think yeah. it really depends on how his next couple projects go. Like, it, And to be fair, I think he wants to do some other things. He's got that, oh, what's it called? It's the zombie bank heist movie that's on net, going to be on Netflix with uh, Batista. Oh, Are yeah. the zombies robbing a bank? No, is it Army of the Dead or something? Or that's what I want to say it's called, but I, I wasn't sure because that sort of sounds Why do like zombies it kind of... need money. No, yeah, zombies so don't need money. It's the uh, there is a zombie plague. It has overridden Las Vegas, but I, you kind of get the sense that. It hasn't overridden the world, per se. Like, they figured out how to kind of contain them, but there isn't a cure. But the this former special forces team decides to rob, like, a casino in Vegas, like, for all the money that's being swarmed by zombies. Oh. Yes, so it is okay. Army of the Dead. Uh, okay, here you go, Jen. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. See, the most unbelievable part of that movie premise now is that A, the states would impose a quarantine zone, B, people would follow the quarantine zone. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. if... If they well, they're not following the quarantine zone. They're, these guys are going into it. No, but like the regular people who live in, where did you say it was? Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, all of those regular people, whether they were zombies or not, would be ignoring the quarantine and being like, I don't believe in it. I'm an anti-zombie. Well, zombies aren't real. And then there would be when, zombies all when over is the it place. A, a horde of zombies running around, like eating people. They would people? still deny yeah. that it exists. Uh, no, no. False flag operation, Ryan. Yeah, Government it's all fake wants news. You to think that they're zombies, so they can turn <laughs> you into one. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like that—that that actually sounds like a pretty good premise for a movie. But yeah, the quarantine is the least believable part of it. <laughs> Hey, so Dave Batista is a... slowly becoming one of those guys I'll watch in anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a Netflix movie, too, I believe. Oh, even better. Yes. Yes, it is. But it's... Uh, what did I watch with him recently? Hotel Artemis with him and Jodie Foster. Um, Not a great movie, but again, he was really good in it. <sighs> well, that's it for our Dave Batista Appreciation Society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, join us next time while we review, um, yeah, something. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode, and we end every episode with Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I'll go first. My Geek Pick is. Something I didn't think I would start buying. And that's the McFarlane D 
DC multiverse action figures. Ooh. <laughs> um, and I've gone on the record, and I've already gone on the record talking about this before you know, on, on Tales of the Collectiverse and on this podcast. Uh, when it was first announced, I was like, oh, great, now we're just going to get a whole bunch of more Batman and Superman figures again, and we're not going to get anything interesting. And their first wave was just kind of proved me correct in that. It was Batmans and Supermans. With like a, a Green Lantern, a Green Arrow, and a Wonder Woman thrown in for good measure, but since then they've really been hitting it out of the park. Yes, there's been a lot of Batman's and Superman's. You have to put Batman. It's just like why there's a lot of Iron Man's and Captain Americas and Spider Man's and the Marvel ones because moms and dads know who those are. Even though it's not really a lot of moms and dads buying these toys for their kids. Um, but they've one thing McFarlane has done is they've gone out and taken recent story arcs and artwork and reproduced those into action figures. Um, I have picked up a couple. I picked up the um, one of the Joker, that, uh, the Batman that laughs. So it's a mm-hmm. new villain from that death metal arc. Um, and then I picked up the death metal Batman and his death metal Batman, uh, Bat, Batman Bat Cycle, which is made from the carcass of a joker dragon a joker dragon we haven't read this storyline oh yeah i haven't read it either i've read i all this information comes from the little collector card that came with the with the the bat cycle um it's pretty much it's like a a motorcycle made out of bones and he rides it leading his horse his army of the undead so he's like apparently has a black lantern ring and is leading uh, a horde of Black Lantern, you know, zombie people to fight against uh, the, the Batman that laughs and his army. So there's been some really interesting. I also, uh, I know Brent picked up a whole wave based on the Batman story last night on earth, which is another like Elseworlds black label book. I, I just picked up the Batman from that book and it's, it's another great figure. The sculpts are, are detailed the accessories are interesting. The Batman comes with a Joker in a glass bottle that he carries around. Like, sorry, Joker's head in a glass bottle. Yeah. I picked uh, up the, the drowned. Hmm? I picked up the drowned. The, the oh, Batman. Did you? So you, yeah, and how that, and yeah, that's another character from that uh, Death Metal series. Yeah. Um, I had no idea who the character was. I just thought she looked super, super cool. Yeah. It's supposed to be, I'm guessing it's like an evil Mara. No, she's an alternate reality uh, Batman named Bryce Wayne. Oh, okay. Hmm. And then I, I lost the card, so I don't remember what else happened. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, for a toy line that I wasn't expecting to like, it has got me on board, and it's the first time I've bought DC figures at retail, uh, at, full pr- at retail and not full price in a long time. So that's my geek pick. If you're into, if you're looking for some interesting uh, toys to buy, go check those out. Hmm. All right, next. I'll go. Okay. Are oh, you want to go, Kevin? No, go ahead, Jen. I'll go. I'll go. Um, so, people who listen to this podcast know how much I love The Sims. Um, I've kind of gotten bored with The Sims, oddly enough. Um, what? I know. Probably because I've been bored of being God. Probably because of this pandemic, I've been playing it so much, um, and I can't afford a PlayStation, so I haven't been able to like play any other games. 
and I just kind of got sick of it. So um, I re-downloaded a game that my brother had bought for me through off of Steam, the, the um, called Stardew Valley. And I think this game is from 2016 or 2017. And it's like a little pixely. It's a Sims farming game. Um, so basically you have a farm. You inherit the, this farm from your grandfather. You can choose your little avatar, male or female, and you can customize the looks. And basically you have to farm. So you can plant crops. You can go and forage in the woods. You can go and uh, break rocks in the mine to make money, to build, buy more crops. And then there's, you know, there's like people that you can go and be friends with. And it's just like this cute little relaxing game um, that it's just, yeah, it's a real time suck. Like, holy crap. <laughs> mm. uh, but, you know, I just I needed a break from playing The Sims. So I decided to try Stardew Valley again. So if anybody's got it's also uh, you can buy it for your Nintendo Switch, apparently, and PS4. Um, so if anybody likes those kind of farming simulator games, like uh, Harvest Moon was one for the Nintendo before, similar to that, uh, yeah, you should uh, buy or download Stardew Valley. Super cute. Fun. Yep, that's uh, My right. turn then. Is it yeah. my turn now then? Okay. So um, I recently had to renew my library card because um, I live outside of Barrie in a township and every year I have to re-upload re, uh, re my library card, re renew my library card so that I can use Hoopla because after watching WandaVision, I wanted to read more stories with Wanda. And uh, so I got my library card renewed and uh, discovered James Robinson did a run on a Scarlet Witch ongoing book in 2015 that is available on Hoopla. I'm reading it now. It's it's really quite good um, because, you know, as high profile as Wanda and Vision are on TV right now, they're neither of them appearing in major comics at the moment uh, for regular ongoing stuff. So uh, I did find this 2015 Scarlet Witch series that's really good. It's got beautiful art by Steve Dillon, and it's Wanda dealing with mental mental uh, health issues, um, depression. You know, it's post House of M and, and all of that stuff. So, and she's alone, uh, and uh, it's really quite good. Um, uh, so if you're looking for something more with Wanda, I do recommend the 2015 Scarlet Witch um, series. There are three trades available on Hoopla by James Robinson and Steve Dillon. Hmm. So uh, interesting a uh, bit of note is uh, I'm just double checking this to make sure, but I'm pretty sure it's correct, is that... Um, Jim Zub was who has been a guest on our show. Uh, kind of was the last person to write Wanda and Scarlet Witch as like kind of main characters mm. in <laughs> in the Marvel universe. They they've been kind of put aside for a little bit. Um, I, I, I guess right beyond now, that, there's also the the Vision series might have been after that, but yeah. you could almost argue that's a different continuity. I do know right now the the one place that you can see Wanda as a sort of minor supporting character is in Strange Academy, yeah. which is the magic um, the book where Doctor Strange is running a Hogwarts like school for young um, young mages and wizards, and Wanda's on the faculty there. 
but she's not a major character. She's not on any Avengers teams. Uh, no, she's, not- she's uh she's been uh kind of tossed out by the mutants as well. She's been yeah. mentioned not in the good way. Well, she was on the um she was in the uh, Uncanny Avengers for a while, wasn't she? The the sort of hybrid Avengers X Men team that was created yeah. after the uh, yeah. AVX series. That's the one that Deadpool was financing. Oh, Deadpool was financing that. That's what <laughs> I said earlier. That that team was being paid for by the merchandise from by Deadpool's merchandise because <laughs> they have yeah. a whole. There's a couple panels where I guess they have like their. They have like a little Avengers museum or something, and there's like a, a gift shop, and it's like just full of Deadpool stuff. And it would be interesting they make to jokes see about Wanda, that's why he's allowed on the team. Right now, it would be interesting to see Wanda sort of come up against the current status quo of the X Men with the Krakoa stuff. And is she still a mutant? Could she walk through the gateway and get to Krakoa? That would be a really interesting story, but I don't think they're going that way. Well, she's like Brent said, she's not really welcome there right now. No, yes, aren't fans of hers because I think it's been stated in comic continuity that she's not a mutant anymore. She's not. No, is she still is she not? Um, she's not um, Magneto's daughter anymore. I oh, believe that seems to be just... the case. No, like really? I, I think they wrote that. It's one of those storylines that nobody remembers, that nobody remembers happening, and nobody remembers uh, whose idea it was. But it yeah. sounds like they just kind of did a double thing, and now she and uh, I want to say it was due to that whole thing where Marvel was trying to decrease the interest in the X Men in the comics because they weren't mm. making money from the movies. Mm. Yes, I'm just looking at her Wikipedia page. So in the 60s, she and Quicksilver were the, said to be the mutant offspring of two human Romani parents, Django and Maria Maximoff. Later, it said the kids were adopted, given to the Maximoffs by the High Evolutionary, leaving their true parentage a mystery. In 1974, it said that their parents are the Golden Age heroes Wizard and Miss America. Wanda then refers to herself as Wanda Frank for a time, because that was their last name. In 1982, Magneto concludes that he is Wanda, Wanda and Pietro's father. In 2014, the Axis crossover revealed that Pietro and Wanda are not related to Magneto. In 2015, they discover they are not mutants and their superhuman traits are the result of the High Evolutionary's experiments. The 2015 Scarlet Witch series that I'm reading right now reveals that Wanda and Pietro's adopted parents, Django and Maria Maximoff, are biologically their aunt and uncle, and their real mother is confirmed to be Natalia Maximov, the previous Scarlet Witch, a sorceress whose father was the Scarlet Warlock. Well, that's not confusing. Nope. But when you consider that, that, that takes place over over 50 years. That's uh... Yeah, but still. <laughs> well, there's so I guess it's my family. turn. Well, that family pack that you're bidding on is a lie now. Yeah, but I still want those figures. <laughs> I know, same here. I need, I need a Quicksilver. So um, I, I'm going uh, a little bit into a, a different geeky area of mine, uh, which is pro wrestling. And it was so unbeknownst to some of uh, our listeners, Ryan and I uh, get together and watch AEW 
every week. It's the, the, the Ryan is basically part of our bubble. So, and then I get uh, the house to myself. And then Jen gets the house to herself for one night. Mm-hmm. But uh, AEW this past Wednesday had a women's match headline the show between Britt Baker and uh, Thunder Rosa, which was excellent. It was, as the kids say, chef's kiss. It was a fantastic wrestling match between two women and really brought the bar up for their division in AEW. If you ever have kind of like a a passing interest on what pro wrestling can be these days, that match basically sums it up. It had a bit of everything for everyone. It's also not really the norm, though, because it was an unsanctioned lights out, you know, um, falls count anywhere, no disqualification. True, but what they pulled off with it was just excellent. Oh, yes. It's just it's rare these days that I have the time or take the effort to rewatch something. Because, like, we'll watch it that night and that'll be kind of the end of it. That one I've gone back to. And both those women should be very proud of what they were able to pull off. It was a great match. And, like, it also shows that, like, in wrestling, women do indeed kick ass. So that that is my geek pick for this week, which brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, TrueNorthNerds.com is uh, under reconstruction. Hopefully it will return. Uh, beyond that, uh, you can find us on our social medias on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find all of these hosts at the various different places. Let's start with Kevin. Excellent. Well, uh, I just recorded the latest episode of Galaxy Class, where Amy and Joe and I talk about our Star Trek collectibles and collections. Um, I also am doing Stage Whispers, where the last episode that just came out really talks about the uh, the crazy issues that are happening in the city of Barrie when it comes to live theater and the city's decision to not renew the lease on the on the large Georgian theater and ha- what that effect that has on various arts groups in the city. Um, I. I just edited the first episode of Kevin versus the nineties, which I recorded weeks and weeks ago and I finally gotten around to editing it. And so you might see that pretty soon too. I'll let you know when that shows up in the feed. So I've got lots going on and uh, um, yeah, find me around. Send us messages on, uh, on the Facebooks or the Twitters. (laughs) And Ryan. I will just uh, uh, just past week, so uh, in, in, if you look in your feed, just before this episode, the latest episode of Tales from the Collectiverse, episode three, was released. Uh, in that episode, uh, well, Ed and I review our latest purchases, uh, talk about uh, future purchases, and um, we went over. We got all nostalgia about uh, movie tie-in products that we used to get at like uh, like McDonald's and other fast food joints and things like that that you don't uh, really see happen nowadays. So you can find uh, you can check that out, and then you can find us both doing stuff on the on our Instagram, uh, Tales from Collectorverse. Uh, we've been doing some uh, what's in the box. Uh, reviews and I've been posting photos of stuff and uh, yeah, more to come. I thought this was your best episode so far. I really liked it. You and Ed are doing good work over there. I don't even collect toys. 
<laughs> I've downloaded it, but I haven't listened to it yet. What's well, the one I thing like the I guess, a, a few people now we've heard from have said that at least uh, that you know they're not really they don't collect toys or whatever, but that they've listened and they've been entertained or and we've got, it's been interesting enough or entertaining enough that they listened to our one hour episode and have possibly come back for more. So even nice. if you don't like toys or interested in toys, yeah, it's just fun to come and listen to us and maybe you'll enjoy yourself. Give it a shot. Cool. Jen, what's going on with sailor snacking? So we accidentally missed a week. Um, <laughs> so the episode that should have been out on March 1st uh, got released just this past week on March 15th. So that was episodes. Uh, we reviewed episodes 41 and 42 of classic sailor moon. The next one should be coming out on March the 29th, which is episodes 43 and 44, the penultimate episode. Cause then after that, we only have one more episode of season one of sailor snacking. And uh, Tracy and I are currently figuring out when we're going to start recording uh, season, I guess if we could call it season 1.5, because it will be the first season of Sailor Moon Crystal, um, which is also available on 2B TV if anybody wants to watch along. And uh, yeah, we're just going to start recording that. We're just trying to get some guests lined up and uh, Sailor Stacking will be back in the spring with uh, some more episodes once the you know last two are done. <laughs> Nice. Cool. You guys are doing a great job on that show, too. I, Again, Sailor Moon's not my bag, but I do enjoy listening to you and Tracy and your guests. It's uh, it's always fun to to hear you guys. Yeah, thank you. We Yeah, I mean, in addition to talking about the episode, we usually end up talking about, you know, we all grew up in the 90s, so we talk about other 90s fan properties. Buffy comes up a fair bit. And, uh, you know, when we're talking about Sailor Moon, we also tend to talk about uh, so like bigger social issues and social uh, constructs around the episodes. And, you know, if this had happened today, what it would have been like. So it's not just about Sailor Moon, although it's definitely framed in context of the episode. Yep. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And as for me, um, I'm continuing the dark side radio show, uh, care of black Donnelly radio on Mixcloud. If you follow uh, the Dark Side Radio Show on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, you will be able to find links to the shows. Unlike the traditional radio show that I was doing, uh, you can now listen to these streamed at your convenience. So if you missed one episode, you really haven't, because you can go back and listen to them whenever you want. If you want to listen to me ramble on about industrial and goth music, as well as play some songs from it. And beyond that, there's the show, which I'm still doing and still enjoying. Join us next episode where we take on Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut Justice League thing. (laughs) Yeah, that. (laughs) That. um, We promise that episode won't be as long as the movie. Hopefully. I hope not. (laughs) I hope we don't have that much to say about it. Well, it might be a long one, depending if we, if I can shoehorn uh, Godzilla talk in there too. Oh yeah. Well, if we get it, if we some of us get a chance to see that, that uh, we may split that off into a special episode unto itself too. Possibly. But uh, until until then, I hope you enjoyed this episode and come back in two weeks for another one. But come back next week for another episode of Sailor Snacking. And find all the rest of the shows uh, when they drop in various places. Uh, Thank you for listening. And stay safe, everyone. Bye. 
Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. Set your phasers to sexy It's the way you read your books that